Good morning. Peace be with you. Who here knows that the World Series Little League uh, champions are today? No, come on now. <laughs> so I have been warned we need to get this thing wrapped up, okay? So without further ado, that was the biggest announcement right now that the World Series Little League World Series is playing, and it is who's in the finals? <laughs> I don't know. I just want out of here. <laughs> Helen knows. Louisiana and who? Oh. Okay. So there you go. So that's, it's a, a, in many times, and I, and I would agree with Helen's summation, that is, is that they're playing better than the uh, Angels and the Dodgers are right now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Moneyball. Okay, so we've got that going for us today. We also have uh, our guest this morning, Bang. Good to see you again. Thank you so much for blessing us. And I will leave uh, the announcements to you, but I understand that uh, the sit and be fit will happen this week because I think we last week we weren't able to do it. The light went out, but it's been replaced by Sean yesterday, so... We're good to go, right, Karen? Ashley, yeah, we're good? Good to go? Okay, she's like going, if you say so, I just put words in her mouth, but yep, good to go. Sit and be fit, so uh, come on down for that. Okay, well, let us stand and let us sing as unto the Lord. Our opening hymn is Guide Me Ever, Great Redeemer, on page 343.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father. Almighty God, in his mercy, that just got louder, didn't it? Let's try that again. I apologize. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. from above and for our salvation let us pray to the Lord for the peace of the whole world for the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all let us pray to the Lord
us to enter your kingdom through the narrow door. Guide us by your word and spirit, and lead us now and always into the feast of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verses 18 through 23, and this can be found on page 1166 in your pew Bible. Isaiah 66, 18 through 23. And I, because of what they have planned and done, am about to come and gather the people of all nations and languages, and they will come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them, and I will send some of those who survive to the nations, to Tarshish, to Libyans and Lydians, famous as archers, to Tubal and Greece, and to the distant islands that have not heard of my fame, fame or seen my glory. They will proclaim my glory among the nations, and they will bring all your people from all the nations to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as an offering to the Lord. On horses, in chariots and wagons, and on mules and camels, says the Lord. They will bring them as the Israelites bring their grain offerings to the temple of the Lord in ceremonially clean vessels and I will select some of them also to be priests and Levites, says the Lord. As the new heavens and the new earth that I made will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your name and descendants endure, from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another. All mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. Now we will read responsibly Psalm 50, verses 1 through 15, and this is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 50, 1 through 15. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. Our God comes and will not be silent. A fire devours before him, and around him a tempest rages. Gather to me this consecrated people who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. <laughs> Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I bring no charges against you concerning your sacrifices. 
I, I have no need of a bull from your stall or of goats from your pens. I know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the fields are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? And call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. The epistle is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 4 through 29. And these can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1877. Hebrews 12, beginning with verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure the hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his, inheritan his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, 
when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. To the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised. Once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words, once more, indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Here ends the reading. This is the word of God, of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 13, verses 22 through 30, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1621. Luke records, 
Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. And once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. And then you will say, Well, we we ate and, and drank with you. You taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. And there will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth. And when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves are thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. And indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and first who will be last. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. As always, I pray for you and for myself that the Lord would give us a heart that was in tune with God, a leishomea, that's the prayer that Solomon gave to the Lord what he asked for when the Lord says, name it and I'll give it to you. He asked not for wealth or, as you recall, not for power or not for his enemies to be destroyed. He asked for a leishomea, heart in tune with God, a heart with eyes and ears to see and hear, to gain the wisdom that God would have him. That's my prayer for you and for me every day and for right now. In the beginning of our readings, we had a letter to the Hebrews, and there is an exhortation there. In fact, if we go a little bit further back, Hebrews this morning started on uh, chapter 12, verses 4, but last week we had verse 1, and it was a, a wonderful uh, exhortation that said, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that has been set before us, looking to Jesus, looking to Jesus, who is the founder and the perfecter of our faith, my faith, your faith, Jesus And Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, endured that cross, 
despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Beautiful. We run the race that's already been won for us by what Christ did on that cross, but yet we still run with endurance. There will be obstacles. We know that. And everyone that's here has had obstacles. We know that. But we're being cheered on by a cloud of witnesses, those that have gone before us and those that are around us, and especially Jesus, who encourages us, who sustains us, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith. Further in today's readings, there is a warning in Hebrews 12, 17, and it it brings us to remember Esau. You know what Esau did for a single meal. He was hungry. And what did he give up? His birthright. And you know that afterward, after he had eaten his meal, he desired to have his blessing given to him by his father. But he was rejected. And he found no chance to repent, even though he sought that blessing with tears. He sought to repent with tears. It was too late. Now, let us be careful not to confound or convolute this with what the world might say Membership has its privileges. You've heard that before. Some of you are members of different clubs, if you will. Those that travel a lot, they have clubs that you can go and sit and relax in kind of a private area, a lounge, if you will, and rather than hang out with the rest of the cattle that are about to get on that plane with you. We have... Uh, Memberships that are available to some and, and not to others, right? That's a membership is not much if it's not exclusive. And the nature of the exclusive exclusivity, I knew I wasn't going to be able to say that. The nature of the exclusivity remains in the hands of those who rule over the members, doesn't it? They make the rules. And you follow it. One example are country clubs. When I was a little boy growing up in the San Francisco East Bay area in a little town that used to be agriculture and uh, the main, there were cattle there, but mostly it was orchards. And they cleared out a bunch of orchards and my golly, they put in a golf course. The Moraga Country Club, nine hole executive course. Opened for members. My friends and I would ride our bikes down there when we were about 11 with our clubs, about three miles, and we would park our bikes and we would walk onto the first tee and we'd tee them up and we'd crush our drives and we'd walk down like we owned the place. Found out that if you walked with your head high enough and, and confident enough, you can get away with a lot of stuff. You really can, and, and um, yeah, you know, not a good pastor, but a pastor with a past. And that went great until the day that I showed up with a brand new set of woods 
back in those days, woods were really woods, and these were something. And I get up there, and I hit a drive, and we all of a sudden hear a speaker that wasn't there before. They put a speaker right by the T, and it said, Gentlemen, what is your membership number? Uh-oh. So with my fast thinking, I said, my membership number is, thank you, and walked off. We got about 50 yards, and the cart caught up with us, and he said, you guys aren't members, are you? And we said, no, we're not. He goes, all right, about face, go. Don't come back ever again. We didn't get to have our tee shots back, and we were a little bit weepy, and uh, we were a little bit gnashing our teeth because we felt that we had been unfairly excluded, that we didn't belong. Got another story of similar to that is a friend of mine grew up in um, Massachusetts, and he told a story about he and his brother, his family belonged to um, the Eagles Lodge, or it may have been Moose, I don't know, but it was one of those. And apparently at the lodge, there was a lunch that was really, really good that was available to members. The, you know, the food was excellent. It was very, very popular, and the beer was really, really cold. And there was a bartender there, and his name was Earl. And Earl was well-liked, but Earl was tough as nails. If he liked you, you knew it. If he didn't, you knew that as well. He had a sharp tongue. And Earl wore a belt, a big belt with a big buckle in the front. And in the back was stamped a name. Earl's name on the back of his belt was Johnny. So if Earl had his back to the bar and he was doing something and somebody came up and said, Hey, Johnny, how about a beer? Earl would turn around and go, are you a member? We're in Boston area. Are you a member? You're not a member. Get out of here. Only there was some beep, 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 you know, along with that. Johnny. So no, they, they were not members, and they were booted out, and there was probably some tears and some gnashing of teeth. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Our gospel message, according to Luke, has us observing the dialogue between Jesus as he is working his way down to Jerusalem to perform his exodus for you and for me upon that cross. And he's asked the question, are, <coughs> excuse me, are only a few going to be saved? And he answers in a, in a way that for us to hear uh, makes not a lot of sense because we, we aren't Hebrew and we weren't there and we didn't grow up in the culture where we understood the Old Testament, you know, all the way through. And, and so it was the narrow gate and we think, okay, I don't know, maybe like a cattle chute or what are you, what are you talking, we, we put all these different things, but the hearers of the time understood what the narrow gate was, and, 
And in fact, um, he says to strive to get through the narrow gate. And um, the striving in there is, is actual exertion. It's like a, a physical event. It's, it's, it's like wrestling with it. It's, it's not just a casual, oh, well, I'll just walk through here. It's, it's, it's effort to get through it. And for those of you that would like to look over uh, the Old Testament scripture that, 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 that backs up this uh, uh, gospel that, that Luke is showing us today, I would direct you to Isaiah 25, Isaiah 25 chapters 5, or excuse me, 6 through 9. And there is a visual that, that Jesus gives to us after he tells them about coming through the narrow gate. The visual that he gives us, uh, it harkens to Isaiah, and it's the visual of, of God who has a conquest. His, he has taken death out of the world. He's, he's conquered death. And so it is a, it is a, a, a vision of the end times, but the, the culmination of all times so that God is having this feast with all of his nations. All peoples are gathered, including the Gentiles, and they're enjoying fellowship with God. It's a banquet prepared for his people in the presence of his enemies. You've heard that before. Now prepare us a meal for me in the presence of my enemies. And Jesus further says that at some point in time, the banquet host, the, the homeowner, is going to see that all of his guests have arrived. And at some point, he is going to get up, the master will get up and he'll close the doors. And those that are in are in. And those that are out are out. Period. And further, Jesus says, some will knock. And they'll say, let me in. And the master will say, I don't know you. I don't have a relation with you. You see, when we read, I don't know you, it's not a physical knowing. It is a relational knowing. Uh, uh, the, the, the Hebrew word is, is a, a word that, that implies intimacy. Um, a lot of times they will compare that word and that knowing of a man and a woman or a husband and a wife, that kind of knowing, an intimate knowledge of. He doesn't know you. These people are saying, yeah, you do. You know me. We shared a meal once, or I was at your lecture. They're protesting, knocking on the door, let me in. No, 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 you know me. I even, after one of your sermons, and again, he will say, depart from me, you evil doers. kind of hurts to hear, doesn't it? Some aren't coming. Some are going to be locked outside. And then we hear 
him say that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You've read that before. What does that put in your eyes? Do you think they're weeping like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Gnashing of teeth. I never knew, you know, what does gnashing of teeth really mean? I mean, for whatever reason, I was thinking of grinding teeth, and I know that's bad, and you have to get your things built up. But the weeping and the gnashing of teeth that he is describing is rage. It's weeping, but they're tears of rage. I don't care if I'm not a member. I'm a Jew. Not a Gentile. I belong in there. That's what he was pointing out to them. He's also quoting partially from Psalm 6. And there's another one for you to look up for you. Bible scholars, but you'll be able to see the comparison in Psalm 6. In the Psalm 6, the prayer is, is that the Lord sees my suffering and my tears, and the Lord has compassion on that prayer. But in contrast, what we see here is that the Lord's not going to have compassion. He goes, oh, you're right. Come on in. He doesn't do that. The evildoers are not lamenting, as I said. They are enraged because they cannot enter the banquet. They are weeping and they are gnashing their teeth. Why? Well, because they see somehow there's a window. They'll see it. They'll see Isaac. They'll see Abraham. They'll see Jacob. All the patriarchs and all the prophets are going to be in this banquet, and they're locked out. They're on the outside looking in. They've just been told, depart from me, you evildoers. I don't know you. And not only that, they will be seeing all from the west and the east and the north and the south the Gentiles that are at a banquet with God. And they're locked out. Jesus is telling that to those that would soon pin him to that cross under trumped up charges. So, are you a member? Yeah, you are a member. It wasn't because you paid anything for it. In fact, he paid it for you. Are you a member? Are you invited to the feast? Yes, through Christ and him crucified, you have been adopted into the family. You've heard it different ways. You've been grafted onto the vine. You've been given the power to be called the children of God. Not because of you, because of him. You are a member. Through your baptism, you've been made new. You've been clothed in Christ. We know the, the parable that he tells about the person that is in a wedding and the master of the, of, the, of the wedding comes and he sees him. He goes, why aren't you in your clothing? In the wedding gown, in, the, in, in what was provided for you, why aren't you? You need to leave. You have been clothed in Christ. You are in. You are a member. 
and you're invited to the feast. Today, as we enjoy and receive his body and his blood in the sacrament of the altar, we receive a foretaste of the feast to come. His body given, his blood shed for you that assures you have a place at the banquet table. Are you a member? Yeah. You're a member. You know the king. You know the one who sent and came and gave you that invite. And at the risk of commingling <clears throat> works <laughs> with this, we are being served and have been served by God, correct? I mean, what did we do for our membership? We were given it, right? He came to serve. And you already are in. And though you're not at the banquet with him right now, that is a promise that is coming. In the meanwhile, what do we do? Having this knowledge, knowing that we are saved, knowing that we are children of the living God, what can we do? Well, we can come and worship him. We can tell others about him. We can share the gospel and the good news as to why we have hope. Why when we run into obstacles, we still have hope. We can describe to them about the cloud of witnesses that help us along this race of endurance that we are in. We can encourage those that are running the race with us. In other words, we can be his church here on earth until he calls us home. Let's do that with endurance. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our hymn is in our bulletin on page three. It is, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Let us sing as unto the Lord.
you please stand? Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray together in peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, mercy. For the peace in the world and for the unity and concord within the church, for harmony, patience, and love within the family, and for all that contributes to the common good, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For protection against acts of violence and terror, for just and fair laws, for good order, and for all to enjoy safety in their homes and freedom from want, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For schools, colleges, universities, and every other place, where people gather to teach and learn, for wisdom of God's word to guide our knowledge of his creation, and for the flourishing of all arts and music, science and technology to benefit all people. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those charged with the responsibility of leadership in our nation and throughout the world, for those who punish the wrongdoer and honor virtue, and for our good citizenship and stewardship of all the resources entrusted to us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For good weather, for the fruits of the earth, for honest industry, for noble labor, and for the grace to use well God's gift without esteeming them more than God who gives them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church, for God to prosper the preaching of his word, for all pastors and church workers, and for all who are in catechism and all who teach and learn God's word, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this congregation, and those who offer the Lord their worship and praise and for our communion upon the blessed body and blood of Christ and for the discipline of the Lord's house that the erring may be called to truth 
and those who have fallen away may be restored. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and those who suffer, for those troubled in mind or heart, for the grieving in their sorrow, and for the dying in their last days on earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who care for the sick and attend to the dying, for those who care for our children, for the police, the firefighters, emergency medical personnel and disaster relief workers, and for our generous support of those in need, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the renewal of our hearts, for holiness of life and speech, for our daily repentance and remembrance of our baptism, and for the Holy Spirit to bring to completion all that he has begun in us, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For humility of heart, for love, for neighbor, for a flourishing of works of mercy toward those in need, for a generous spirit that cheerfully supports the church and all God's work, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have gone before us with the sign of faith, that we may be encouraged by their witness and leave a legacy of faithfulness to those yet to come. And for the day of the Lord when all divisions, all barriers, all violence, and all tears shall cease, and we shall know the Lord face to face, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. To you, O Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be all glory, honor, worship, and praise, now and even to the end of all ages. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Let us share the peace.
go play with phones. Let us pray together. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection, he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy. which he was betrayed our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it giving giving it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me and again after supper Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks and then he gave it to his disciples saying take and drink this is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his triumphant, glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, 
evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the feast. You've been invited. You're in. You're a member. Not because of what you did, of course, I've said it before, but because of what he did for you. This is his body given for you, his blood shed for you. For those who have been baptized and confessed Christ as Lord and Savior, the table is prepared. You may be seated in the ashes of bringing you
my hope and my prayer for you at the beginning was that you would have a Laoshema, Laoshema heart, a heart that with an ear and a connection with God. My hope is that through his gospel today, that you heard how serious it is that not all will go through that narrow gate. But my hope was that you also heard his promise in the gospel that it was done for you, those that are in Christ, and you are in Christ. And lastly, my hope is that you will go out in confidence, knowing that in your Christian freedom, which is freedom from God's wrath, not freedom to do bad things, but freedom from God's wrath, to go out and serve, to go out and love, to go out and share what it's like to be a member. And now, the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us sing as unto the Lord, near to the heart of God.
Thanks be to God.